You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm. It's Monday. Oh, it's Mr. Culture today. Yeah, yeah. That, that was rather cultured. It wasn't like uh, it was. yo, 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 go Maple no. Leafs. It was just no. very cultured. Well, we don't say go Maple Leafs anymore. We're afraid they will. to all our friends in detroit i'm sorry uh now you know how we feel (laughs) the lions oh oh, i thought they had it i thought they were gonna do it but they didn't do it so yeah well i'm glad they didn't i was i was pulling for them i'm glad they did not because i think if they would have gone to the super bowl then the only team in the NFL who has yeah. never been to a Super Bowl, yeah, it would be glaringly obvious. Obvious. So I'm glad they're still with us. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a friend who loves the Lions, who was cheering for the Lions. We were texting while the Lions were playing, and uh, I said, "Well, there's always." Oh, I said, "No, I can't say that." I said, "The Toronto Maple Leafs have uh, copyrighted that." <laughs> <laughs> There's always next year. Toronto Maple Leafs, that's our new slogan. So, hey, speaking of new slogans, uh, Brother Springer, Jason Springer in Michigan, um, caught hold of what we said about starting a new country and Tim Hort- being based around Tim Hortons. And he and his friend AI uh, wrote us a little uh, national oh. anthem. <laughs> so it goes like this. In the land where coffee flows, Tim Horton's pride brightly glows. From east to west, our love does spread. A nation born from beans, not bread. And the chorus is, oh, Tim Horton's land so true, with Java streams and donuts too. From every cup, our spirit soars. And every sip, our unity roars. There you go. The first national, not the first verse of our national Way to go, anthem. AI. Yeah, that's what I said. He said that's what I said. Thanks, AI. So he's got uh, he's got another verse here. We'll leave that for another time. But uh, thank you, Brother Springer, for thinking of us. He's a faithful, faithful listener. Hey, guess who else I talked to this past and week? And our condolences to Brother Springer. Yeah, yeah. Them Jim too. Harbaugh. Yeah, I is know. Gone. I know. I know. Yep. Yeah. So now um, I can root for him. Yeah, that's right. You can be friends again. Yeah. Hey, guess who else I talked to this week? Another what we thought was faithful listener. Shane Rice. Oh, yeah. He said, I'm about three <laughs> weeks behind. I said, you better, you get it, better get caught up, buddy. I said, Dan. we're talking about you on air. I said, Wolven's <laughs> on you again. <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, you need a 20-minute drive somewhere. That's If it's from home or you know whatever, you get that 20 minutes. It works out great, so. That's what you need. Well, the problem is that guy's so spiritual. He probably listens to the Bible in his car. So, yeah. you know, yeah. how can you criticize him whenever he's keeping his mind on heavenly things instead of debasing himself listening yeah. to us? So, Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. 
And so for all you other debased people out there, thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's a pastor. We got to give him a little, you know, a little something since he's a pastor. So we'll give him that. There you go. <laughs> well, it's a brand new week and we need a brand new Yes, topic. it is. But I'm just afraid I, I've got nothing. That has not stopped you before. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Fear never yep. refrains me from giving the Tim Talks. That's right. You know no fear. Oh, I know no fear. I am fearless. Exactly. You could say to... anything, and you often do. That's true, and there is great recompense and for I that. And I can do anything, <laughs> and I often do. Yeah, I can say whatever I want when I want, and then I have to pay for it for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was out uh, the other day for for lunch, and I walked into a restaurant, and immediately I walk in, and my eye catches a couple who came to our church for many years and left our church, and were not very kind when they left our church, and they left with taking some others with them. And there's that moment hesitation. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And the, the lady that's seating us says, your table's right over here. It's like right next to them. That's awesome. And you get that little lump in your throat. You get that little, that little squeezing of the chest, you know. What are you going to do? And so I walked up and I said, hey, if you can't afford to pay for that, I'll cover it. And they looked up, Pastor, <laughs> and they started laughing. You know, how are you, man? You guys look great. You know, all that kind of stuff. There's there's times in life and in ministry especially where fear can grab you. And Oh, yeah. Fear, fear is a very big thing in ministry. And I don't think people understand sometimes the fear that a pastor may face, that kids may face. And I know it happens in all places, but I thought maybe this week we could talk about fear in the ministry, fear in the church, you know, different different things people may fear or have experienced in fear and how to deal with that. Awesome. Why don't you tell us something in your life, maybe in your ministry, where there was one of those fear points? Oh, man, you have them all the time. Any conflict yeah. is sort of a, a fear point. You know, um, well, I'll tell you what, when I was a teen, and I just told this to our church, just, but when I was a teen in 10th grade, uh, large public school in Tampa, uh, I had a biology teacher who was, uh, yeah, he was really, he was a real leftist back then, and uh the re his main point of why he believed in evolution is because he was real hairy, and that was during the days of the, you know, it's during the days of the, you know, uh, you know, the silk shirts and the big wide bottom pants, and you know, you unbutton your shirt down to your navel and gold chains and all that stuff, you know. So anyway, he was uh, right. he was a pretty much of a reprobate at the time. I don't know what he's doing now, but. Uh, he started on one Monday, he started talking about his dating escapade over the weekend, and he started getting more graphic and more graphic, and I'm sitting there like, 
oh, this is stupid. But I didn't want to say anything. And I looked down the uh, lab tables at the, you know, like four tables away on my row. And there was one of the teen girls from another Baptist church that we would do our youth rallies once a month. And she was always on the, you know, the the Bible drill team and stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And she just, her face was red and she just looked down, you know, like, you know, oh, you know, I'm just so embarrassed. And the Lord just like pricked my heart. And now in my mind, I'm sure I was like, raised my hand and called his name and really told him off. But I, it probably came out like, uh, uh, Mr. Brownfield, uh, 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 I was I was scared to death. Yeah. And I said, I'm a Christian and I don't appreciate hearing this because of her, yeah. you know, and I felt like and I was scared to death. Yeah. But I felt like yeah. I had to say something. And then him being such a fair minded person, we never did homework in that class. We never did anything out of the end of the book. And, all that. and so he says, well. Since Mr. Wolven wants us to get on with class, everybody go to the end of the book and do your do the questions and turn them in. You know, so we never yeah. did that before or since. Right. And of course, you know, after class, all these football players and popular people, you know, like give me furtive looks and you know, hey, you punk, you know, keep your mouth shut, that kind of stuff. But right, I was scared to death to say something. And afterward, I felt a, it was almost like joy, but it was just, I felt the confirmation of the Lord, like, good job, even though I was scared to death. Yeah, I have had similar situations as a kid, but um, I think my greatest fears came when I was pastoring. I think the fear of... Mm. You know, losing people, especially when you're small. Oh, when we started real. out, you know, thir- 13 people, and you're afraid of saying something because if if one person leaves me, that's a big dent in the church. Yeah. And, of course, the, the problem is not with someone leaving. It's with the ripple effect of everybody after that. Why are they leaving? Why, is mm-hmm. pe- why are people leaving? What's going on? What's happening, you know? Yes. Oh, man. And we had a time in our church where, I, you know... I, about 20 people left at the same time. And we were running, you know, about 150, 175 people at the time. And 20 people leaving got people nervous. What's going on? What what don't we know? And all that kind of stuff. And I remember many a night not sleeping, many a night thinking, oh, man, I've got to face people in the morning or I've got to have a meeting with someone. And, mm-hmm. you know, yep. I know someone's upset. Those are gut-wrenching. And there are younger pastors listening and older pastors listening. And I will tell you that all of us go through that. There's, I don't know a pastor mm-hmm. that hasn't had to deal with some kind of exodus out of the church and the fear that goes along with that. And so there's yep. that. And we've talked about before, you know, uh, sometimes in school, in work, uh, at church, people are done dirty or they've had some kind of misconduct done against them they've had some kind of intrusion against them and so they uh they're afraid to say something you know the boss did something inappropriate the teacher did something there's times of fear like that as well yeah 
yeah, we wind up, you're going to have to wind up facing your fears. And uh, this this was a little bit different. You know, I was there at Cleveland Baptist Church uh, seven years under Doc Thompson and 13 years under Pastor Folger. And so, um, you know, you've got, wait, no, I got that backwards, I think. But anyway, um, so, so I've seen both pastoring styles, and I really learned a lot from Pastor Folger, who, if something needed to be done, he took care of it right away. Because it just... It's only going to get worse. It's going to, oh, yeah. you know, it's going to gnaw at your stomach. You know, the more you put it off, the more you say, well, let's just wait and see. That's that's what many times we do. Now, I'm not talking about waiting on the Lord for wisdom or mm. knowing, you know, when to say something. But if there's a problem, take care of it. Because, you know, so he would do that. And. You know, it's like I really learned a lot from him in that regard of just go ahead and handle it because it's only going to get worse most of the time if you just don't do it. You don't address it, you know. And so, uh, uh, But we do get afraid to confront, afraid to just to speak up, right. sometimes just to stand for right. Yeah. I, I had someone contact me this week, too, and said, I'm really struggling because I'm I'm financially short. And I think that's a lot of people right now. That's people are struggling. And he said, you know, I just I just can't seem to make ends meet. I, I, I'm working hard. We're cutting back all the, you know, extras in our life, and we just don't seem to be making he said, I'm I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I'm afraid of where this is going. And that's a legitimate fear with people. How do you deal with that? How do you how do you overcome that? It's not just talking to someone. It's it's a major overhaul almost of your life. And change, especially as you get older, becomes much more difficult. Uh, if I was, you know, if I'm 19 single and I don't have any money, I can handle that. But if you're, you know, 50 and you've got kids and college bills and all those things, what happens when the money's not coming in or you lose your job because you did say something at work about, you know, the transgender person they just hired? What then? Those are some those are some legitimate fears that people have as well. Yeah, they are. And it's one of these things that, you know, sure is easy to just sit behind the microphone and tell everybody else what they should be doing. Yes. But, uh, you know, you just have to pray for wisdom from the Lord. Now, we know if someone says something maybe against our God or, or you know, curses Christ, I mean, that, that's something that should not even have to be explained, that we, we should at least speak up for Jesus Christ. But there are so many things going on in this world right now that uh, really is, uh, that really is unbelievable. Uh, we just hosted a political event couple of days ago as we're recording this and uh the individual that was there said you know if you if 10 years ago i was invited into this church and uh i said that boys should not play girls sports men should not be in women's locker rooms and uh minors children should not be uh going through uh uh, surgeries 
mm-hmm. that'll alter their bodies and, and blockers. hormones that'll that'll change them for for the rest of their life. You would look at me ten years ago and go, "What's this guy even talking about? Mm. You know, this guy's an idiot." He said, "And here in our own in our own state, a Republican governor vetoed, you know, a bill that had all those three things in it." Right. You know. Right. So at some point, you know, I mean, you just got to speak up. You got to say something, do something, because we yeah. just can't just continue to watch our world spiral away. And of course, we know. The answer is in Jesus Christ. And so now, besides the normal fear, we've got a spiritual fear that's going on as well, that we know we ought to say something for the Lord, but uh, it's just not the right time. People aren't ready. Let's be kind. Let's. You know, there's a lot of ways we mask our fear. Yeah. You know, I don't want to upset the apple cart. We'll, we'll just, you know, wait and, and just... Uh, you know, in my opinion, I think that, you know, we, we got to be careful even, you know, as a pastor that we're not watering things down and making things too weak at church to compel people to get saved. You know, uh, there there's salvation in no other name. There's no other name given, you know, and, and all through the Bible, not once— do I find any of the preachers or missionaries or apostles saying, please pray for love so we can spread the gospel? They're all saying, pray for boldness that I can proclaim because there's that natural fear and then the spiritual fear where, Mm -hmm. you know, we, we need the boldness of God. Yeah. You know, there are about 150 verses in the Bible that contain the phrase, fear not. And Joshua, mm. Joshua 8, 1, and the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear not, neither be thou dismayed. Yes. Take all the people of war with thee and arise and go to Ai. <laughs> the Lord had to tell him, and so you knew he was afraid. Yep. But to me, to hear the Lord say that, fear not, well, that's, that's tough to say, okay, God's going to handle it. I, I don't have to worry about this at all. God's got this. Don't be dismayed. Don't even give a thought. Don't even, don't even lose sleep over it. We got this. That's easy to hear. That's harder to live sometimes. But I will say this. The more you start doing that, the more you see it, and the more obvious it becomes that God has got this thing. Everybody that I've ever talked to said, oh, man, we're going to lose a family. Oh, man, we're going to split the church. Oh, man. They, they get through it. And most times, it, it's not only not as hard as they thought. It ends up being better than what they thought things were going to be. And so... It's easy to say, it's easy to tell someone, but living through that is very difficult. And here's a situation yeah. where they're going to battle. People are going to die. I mean, people are going to lose their lives. And guys, don't fear. I got you. Don't be dismayed. Well, they had their first defeat there. And so they, they were nervous about going back. What if we lose again? What yeah. if we make a poor choice? What if, what if, what if? Right. I mean, that's what we deal with all the time. Yeah. What if my friends don't like me anymore? What if right. I lose my job because I said something? What if, and, you know, the, the Lord wants us on the clear statements and clear teaching. He wants us to, okay, I don't, I don't care about what if. I need to do what the Lord wants right, me to do. Right, and that's the thing. And that's the thing that people struggle with. I struggle with is, is this what the sure. Lord's telling me? Or is this what my right. anger's telling me? Or my fear is yep. telling me? 
that's the difficult part. Maybe we can look at that on Wednesday as we uh, move ahead into that. So yep. good discussion. I don't know. I'm afraid to go into this. Well, it's too late. You're already there. <laughs> Fear not. Neither be thou dismayed. I got you, man. I'll get you there. There you go. I've done it over 900 times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now you know why I'm so afraid. That's right. That's right. Well, as we uh, as we record this today, I'm getting ready to go home to my home church in Simcoe again. I'm going to be preaching there Sunday awesome. night. Awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. That's and then uh, I'll be headed up to Barrie, Ontario to preach for my good friend and a great supporting church up there, uh, Brother Brett Pennell and the Heritage Baptist Church. And then I'm uh, home for the week. And then I'm preaching at Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, a little work that got started a few years ago and has grown to a few people. And uh, looking forward to being at Bible Baptist Church. First time I've preached in our pulpit. Um, in the church, I preached during COVID in a tent, but in in the place where I preached for thirty years, first time in five years, I'm looking forward Amen. to being back. So, Amen. It's gonna be great. Amen. It's gonna be great. Well, we have a uh, we've got a situation we're going to be dealing with at the end of the uh, week. Yeah. Uh, my mother-in-law passed away yeah. to me rather suddenly. Uh, we knew she was in stage four renal failure for. I think maybe over a year, mm. but it just like her kidneys just shut down, boom. Yeah. And uh, so within a couple of days, she was home to be with the Lord. And so we're going to be having our, the viewing and the, and the funeral graveside. Yeah. What a sweet, mm. sweet yes. lady. Yes. You know, I told her one time, I said, this, you know, marrying your daughter it, it sort of hindered my humor ability because I can never tell a mother-in-law joke. No. Because you're too sweet. Yeah. And you're too kind. You know, I'll never be able to get away with it. People at Cleveland Baptist would chop my head off. You know, how dare you say that about Libby, you know? Yeah. So. Well, then she could put one hand behind her back and take you easily. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was a coal miner's daughter, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, we know the song about that. <laughs> Let me testify and say, yeah, that Libby Harris was one of the godliest ladies, one of the kindest ladies that, that I've known. Yeah. And uh, uh, just a sweet lady. You're right. I don't know if there's any other words that would better describe her. Yes. She was a great uh, mama to the kids, and uh, yeah, mm -hmm. she loved you. And um, man, we have fond memories. Heaven's going to be awesome, and I can't wait. I'm telling Amen. you, every day, I'm, I'm looking forward to that reunion day. It's going to be phenomenal. Can't wait. Amen. So God bless you. We'll be praying for you and for Denise and for the rest of the family as you guys gather together for sure. Amen. All right. This is Tim Talks, and uh, maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're struggling with fear. Maybe there's something you're going through right now. We're going to deal with that again on Wednesday. Join us, would you, as we bring you another another. What, what do we call this? Uh, another, uh, not episode. Fun-filled episode. Yeah, but it's not always fun-filled. This is kind of serious. Sure it is. I'm having fun. Not me. I'm scared to death of what you're going to say. How am I going to clean up this mess this week? Unbelievable. That, that, now, that would be a legitimate fear because I know a lot about you. You do. You know a lot about me. <laughs> you're not so. kidding. You're not kidding. <laughs> this is Tim Talks. We'll be back on Wednesday. Have a great day. Eh? We'll see you then. This is Al and Dan. We're out from Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.